miles on rappers. My jersey up too high in the rafters. I got a frog team new knife and a tractor. Soon sipping that bullshit and a flask. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Moonlighters Club. It's your host, Joel. Um, I'm here with a, another special guest. Uh, I want everyone to say hello to Mr. James Chapman. What's up, James? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this. I met you through just like uh, LinkedIn searching. Yeah. Through black business owners. And I came across your company website, uh, Plain Sight. And someone shouted you out and said, congratulations. So I'm like, oh, man. Okay, that's cool. Then I looked it up. And then I just started reading different, like Googling people's names and seeing different articles and I'm like, oh, shit, this dude's doing stuff I want to do. <laughs> so we're going to get into all of that. But I'm like, oh, I got to hit him up. I got to reach out because I went to the site and I loved everything about it. Um, I like any kind of networking application. So uh, I just reached out. James was nice enough to join the show. Um, so welcome and, and, uh, and thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, I, I appreciate the, the recognition and glad that you saw value in, in what we're creating and, and building and um, saw some commonalities there and, and decided to reach out. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and share space with you, bro. Yeah. Where, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, born and raised. Did you go to school in in, uh, in the state? Uh, no, I didn't. I went to school in Virginia, actually, and I was on uh, a basketball scholarship. I played at a little Division two school up in uh up in Bluefield, Virginia. So, uh, yeah, that's why I went for undergrad. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I played basketball, uh, not officially <laughs> my whole life. So I'm one of the playground kids, but, uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually that's interesting when you were, when you were in school and playing ball, yeah. did you always think entrepreneurship or um, was it, you know, yeah, I think I, I tried my hand at entrepreneurship when I was in college. I would, uh, you know, sell sneakers online. So I would just like okay go around to different people on campus. And I had like this little flip book and I would show them um, because, you know, you really couldn't get sneakers in that small city that we were in. I would order these sneakers online for other people and sell them on, on campus. And that was kind of my way of like just having a little side money to go out to eat every now and again and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I try entrepreneurship in, in that way. And, 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 but I never really planned on being an entrepreneur per se. Uh, when I was in, when I was in undergrad, you know, I was really focused on basketball. Um, yeah. I thought maybe I would get a, a, a job in my career and that kind of thing, you know, afterwards, but, but never necessarily planned on, on becoming a full-time entrepreneur. All right. When, uh, did you all, did you see yourself playing ball professionally? Like no matter what it was internationally, uh, whatever the league. Yeah. You, I tried did, that did actually, um, oh, okay. I, I played a little bit afterwards. So I, I played out in Mexico for a season Wow. And I tried my hand at the NBA development league. I think it's called the G league. Now it was the D yeah. league back, back then. Uh, and I made it all the way up into like training camp. I got cut at training camp. Um, and then just decided that all right, I'm I'm done with with hooping right now. It was a lot of inconsistencies with you know trying to play ball professionally, and you know I needed to eat, and so you know yeah. with all of those things. So yeah, I kind of kind of let that rest. Okay, it's it's funny when I don't think this is from playing basketball is how how different it is when you're outside just playing with friends and doing neighborhood leagues is one thing. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get into any kind of organized ball, like at from high school up. You start learning about fits, systems, like you're just like, yo, this is so much more than I thought. It's not just like everybody run out here and we'll just like 
the good separates itself. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, man. And, and then, you know, once you start to get into professional side, it's a business. So you got to throw in those those aspects or so not just, you know, the stuff that that's on the court and happens between the lines. But, you know, there's all these business uh, components, you know, tied to the sport as well. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. But but I love it, man. I still watch ball all, all the time. I'm been watching the NBA. You know, these players have been going crazy this year and that's been fun. And I, I'll probably actually even go play a little pickup ball after we get done chopping it up because I still like to play to stay in shape. So. Yeah, I'm 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 38. I'm a bitter dude. I hate these new dudes. I hate the fact that everybody's six seven. Like everybody, <laughs> everyone's six seven, six eight slashes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I remember when guards were like maybe five ten, five eleven. You had to be insane. But like you know, like mid sixes, not right. too crazy high. Your shooting guards didn't always have to be tall. They right. could, you know, kind of be in the middle. And yeah, your small forwards were everyone's a small forward now. But then you had to define power for it, define center. Yeah. And that's gone dog yeah, it's yeah. just super fast and yeah, lanky it's all, it's all over the place now i mean you got you got seven footers who are shooting the three and doing all, all kind of stuff so yeah the, the game has definitely changed uh but it's it's fun to watch when you decided to be done with ball yeah did you have an idea for what you might want to do from a career perspective uh i was still trying to figure it out really you know i went back home to chattanooga um i was working at FedEx at night, uh, okay. just unloading boxes, you know, just to have some income. And then I got into like a workforce development program that was trying to help me find a job and that kind of stuff. And then I ended up stumbling upon a job within that organization. So I started working for the workforce development program that I was okay. in, um, just because I was asking a lot of questions and they felt like, you know, I was a pretty hardworking and curious guy. So they decided to bring me on in and, and that kind of thing. And so I stayed with that, with that organization for about um, maybe four to five years before I actually um, started my first um, like full-time entrepreneurial endeavor. Was there a specific thing that happened? You were like, yo, I got to do my own thing. I had kind of climbed the ladder within that small organization pretty quick. You know, it Good. wasn't a big, big group. It was a government job and that kind Good. of stuff. And so, you know, once I realized that the only other job I could really have was like my boss's job or my boss's boss's job. I was like, I don't really think I should do this anymore. Like I might as well start <laughs> figuring out how to get out of here. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to control my own destiny and not have things be so, so stiff, man. I, I like a new challenge. I like excitement. And so um, it, it wasn't like a conversation or like something really bad that necessarily happened that at work, but uh, it was a point where I realized, like, no, nah, I don't think I want to be here anymore. I need to get out, and I started to just explore other stuff. And and I honestly wasn't just necessarily married to um, starting a business at that time of my life. Like, I thought about going to work for other, you know, organizations, and I also thought about even going back to school. Like, you know, I applied for and got accepted into grad school, um, but then you know decided to to go the the business route. What did you decide on as the first venture? How yes. you, what, yeah. What was it and why? Yeah, I, I ended up starting a, a mobile oil change business and I started it okay. because I was always going over on my changes for my car. Uh, <laughs> and so like I was like, oh, like I'll just start a business so that people can come to you and do your oil changes. Like my cousin used to come to my mom's house all the time and fix her car and do yeah. oil changes and different stuff. So like maybe I'll start that. I Googled it and, you know, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing in Chattanooga. So I was like, all right, even better. Like I'll, I'll start it here. 
I've never changed oil a day in my life, but I felt like it was a pretty innovative idea. Uh, and then I end up, you know, hooking up with a mechanic uh, and we bought a van and, you know, we bought oil and supplies and stuff. Uh, and then just started the business. You know, we uh, we we started doing uh, oil changes on site for people. And what ended up becoming actually pretty sticky was like going out to fleets. So like if you have a fleet of vehicles, you're taking those cars one by one to get service. And we would, you know, send one guy on 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 campus for them and they would just knock out the whole fleet for them and that kind of stuff. So uh, that was my first, yeah, my, my first uh, entrepreneur endeavor after after full time work. How long were you doing it for? Uh, I probably did it for a couple of years, actually. And I started to get a little bit less excited about it, to be honest, because it was like once it sat in that I was doing oil changes, I was like, well, I'm not passionate about this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it started off as like, oh, this is a cool idea. And like, I don't have to work this job anymore. And like, I'll just start this and got a little bit of traction. I was like, oh, would I have to keep doing this every single day? Like I have to sell oil changes every day. I don't want to keep doing this. And so, um, yeah, it, it ended up happening. What ended up happening is because of the, you know, the small success that I was having with the business, a number of other budding entrepreneurs just started reaching out to me who were uh-huh. all working nine to five jobs. And so I started opening up a space at night that was like my little mini office hours, but it ended up turning into like a nighttime co-working space for side hustlers. Uh, and so that's what I really found myself passionate about was helping people make connections to human capital, to monetary capital, whatever the case may be, um, and just connecting with people and building community and within shared spaces. And so I found myself being more passionate about, you know, just the helping people side of the business than actually running that, that oil change business itself, which was, which was very interesting. I am so jealous that you created the, that when I saw it, when I saw Plants, I was like, oh, this is cool. I like, I like things like that. Like I tried to do a fitness networking app when I saw the, the, the what was the name of the, the, the nighttime co-working space? Oh, Workaholics. Yeah. Workaholics. When I saw that, I was. What led to the idea for, for <laughs> site. Yeah. I, I wanted to start helping people make those uh, in-person connections at scale. I was doing it at, at one, you know, place, physical place. Um, and then I was like, well, you know, I feel like technology may be good to be integrated here and we can do this at scale. And so that's, that's kind of how the idea even came about. One thing just led to another. Workaholics pissed me off. I was like, why not come up with this? Damn it. You know what you get like, I'm happy for it. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, but I liked it. If you ever want to do a nice, <laughs> I can tell you all the ins and outs and, and, and people dig it, you know? So people were reaching out to you because of uh, and this, how, how, uh, this is in Tennessee, how wide, like how far were people reaching out? Was oh, it just a city. Yeah. It was just a city people locally in the, in the city of Chattanooga, just asking questions like, yo, how'd you put your business plan together? Or how'd you get your business funded? Or how'd you do this or that when it comes to your business? And so, you know, I was always meeting with people at nighttime. And so yeah. that's why I was like, all right, I'm just going to open up a, a dedicated space for this. And it became, you know, pretty, pretty popular. It was cool. How many, like, what, what would you add? Like, how many people would, and this is like every day? No, no, we were only doing it uh, three nights a week. Uh, and so we would do it three nights a week and we were uh, using the space of like this local incubator back home. Okay. okay. And so that way I didn't have to, you know, pay for the space. They liked that I was bringing the foot traffic in and all sorts okay. of things. And so on any given night, you may have seen like anywhere between 10 and 20 people 
show okay. up to the space and do their thing. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah, it'd definitely be cool to do a last couple Burger Hogs edition and have like the people you worked with, like, you know, like it, it, just getting their stories. Cause I'm sure you've heard about people from like all kinds of industries. Yeah. You know I mean, it's a. Yeah. And now, it, you know, a lot of people were just trying to transition from, from part time side hustler to making it their full time thing. And I think that they saw that I took that leap and, you know, was trying my hand at it and doing my best. And they wanted to, to at least learn a few things so that they could take that leap too. So that's, that's kind of how it popped up. When, uh, so when you got to the point of, all right, I did this oil change business. I'm not, uh, I'm not, whatever, whatever happened to it. Cause it, it's functioning and you're doing it. Oh, you're just, just not passionate about it. I ended up okay. giving it to my partners and you know, I had a couple of partners I was working with, started to let them run it. But you know, without that real leadership, it just eventually would just, yeah, we just closed it down and folded it up. When, so when you left it, did it have to fold it up? Did you ever see yourself working again? Were you like, all right, I got a taste for running my own thing. It may not, I, I could do it. Or are you at that point, like, this is just how I'm going to be. I'm going to do my own thing. I can understand the steps that it takes. Or were yeah. you always like, no, you know, I can, if I, if I got to work, I can work. Yeah. I think, I think I'm still like that. It's like, as long as I'm doing something where I can show up and be myself and, and I think it's fulfilling work and, you know, that's purpose in what I'm doing. Uh, I don't care if it's my own thing or if somebody's paying me to be a part of their thing. It doesn't really concern me. And, and specifically, so I ended up moving to Detroit, right? So I was running the the, the workaholic space. And then uh, that got the attention of some folks up in, in the Detroit area. And they were like, yo, you're an entrepreneur that's helping entrepreneurs. We want somebody like you to come up and work for us uh, so that you can roll out programming for entrepreneurs here in the city of Detroit. Wow. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I Flew up to Detroit a couple of times, uh, got a chance to meet the organization. Uh, Dan Gilbert is a guy who was leading the organization and met with him. You know, he owns the Cavs and, you know, huge basketball fan. And so got to go to some games and all of that type of stuff. So, you know, it, it, as far as just like that whole mentality around like, all right, am I just leaving, you know, the workforce, you know, for entrepreneurship and never going to work for somebody again? I didn't really have that mentality i just wanted to show up and and learn and and do fulfilling work and uh get paid to do it that's the same so yeah because i remember i grew up in boston i used to live in minnesota so like the midwest is small enough to where you hear about things happening in different states and especially from an uh innovation standpoint i remember hearing about dan gilbert investing more money into uh detroit so mm -hmm. I was like, that's cool. I was still mad about the letter he wrote to LeBron, but I was like, all right, I'll forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So was it like a, um, the, was it just an, an organization that benefit entrepreneurs in Detroit or like a co accelerator program kind of? Yeah, it was just a program. They, they were, they already had some programming that they were doing and they kind of wanted to go in a different direction with the programming. And so I just came in and took that programming over and, and, and nice. built something new from scratch. Uh, and what we ended up doing was a, a million dollar pitch competition. So I started this thing called Detroit Demo Day, where we award companies uh, that are based in Detroit are willing to relocate to the D um, anywhere between a million dollars. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, anywhere between 50 and $300,000 individually for their business and, and total a million dollars every year. So, um, yeah, man, that, that was great. Just ru running that and got to meet a lot of very just exciting uh, and fascinating entrepreneurs um, and share stories with them and build things and create things with them. So it was almost like, you know, I was connecting people to human capital with the space down in Chattanooga. And then now I'm connecting entrepreneurs with monetary capital for their businesses. And so 
you know, I, I love the organization. I love Demo Day and, and still, you know, have, have really close connections with, with the group. That's what's up. So basically James knows where the money is kept. <laughs> Yo, I honestly think that's the, just, just, <laughs> I think that's the best idea. Like I, when I was trying to build an app a while back, I would try to do, I remember hearing about stuff in different cities. Like uh, I have a good friend who lives in Richmond, Lighthouse Labs, 43 North and Buffalo, Launch KC. I think it's one of the best things to do because especially now with COVID, People used to be scared. I don't know if I can live here. I don't know if I can go there. But you're like, who cares? Like, like, Once you get your routine. Yeah, there's definitely cities that have different parts that others don't. But if you're trying to start or build, there's a few places. I mean, you know, most I'll I'll try a new city out to help be part of the change of there. I'd love it. I'd love to go to Detroit to to help people. Right. So how long were you doing that? Uh, So I ended up doing that for like three years. Three years. Uh, and, And within that time. I kept thinking about the workaholic space and I kept thinking about people saying like, yo, chap, who's in the space right now? Who's going to be at the space tonight? Or can you help me make a connection to somebody that does this particular thing or that particular thing in the area? And that's when I really was like, all right, technology could solve this problem. Like I can help people make, make these types of connections if I just had some type of technology to be able to curate these connections for people uh, who, who are looking to grow their networks. And so, um, you know, I end up telling the team, oh, you know, over at the demo day team and Dan and all of those guys, like, look, um, yeah, I've grown this thing out for a few years now and I've got to get the itch to start my own thing again. I got this problem I can't stop thinking about, but I think I'm going to go off and, uh, and start it. And so I ended up, you know, leaving it to, to raise money for, for plain sight and, and go full time on it. All right. So this, you're literally, you know, your story is mad. Dope. Uh, you're literally LeBron. You had, you started, you had your oil thing, <laughs> built it up. You built it up. You work all these, you build it up. You go to Detroit, you build it up. That's what's up, man. And I feel like, uh, it's, I think it's under, I underestimated and I think it's understated how much experiences like this can help you as a business owner. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah, when I first saw the Moonlight Cup, it was like basically we hate work. It was just like yeah, I'm bitter. Like and the places I was at weren't even that. They weren't bad at all. They were startups. Like startups have their bumps, and you learn every single step of the way. So like, if I can turn it back, I'm gonna do it exactly the same way. Um, so let's get into that when you're at Plain Sight. So you're doing these. Th- you're doing these different things. You're taking stuff from workaholic. Uh, 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 so you're like, okay, I can kind of see the need for something. When you're in Detroit, you're getting two. Did you already prior to leaving Detroit, because you said you left to raise money, were you already working on uh, the business itself, name, the wireframe, stuff like that? Stuff. Oh. Yeah, so I, I, didn't, I didn't end up leaving Detroit. I, I just left the job. Just right, left the job. Of the de- demo day stuff. So um, that's the uh, first point. And then the second point, point of, of that you asked, um, what ended up happening is I was thinking about the idea while I was working at Demo Day and doing the Demo Day stuff. And I was moonlighting, right? At nighttime, I would just like try to put business plan, you know, ideas and that kind of stuff together. And when I really got to a point where I felt like the plan had c- came together, I was like, all right, now I'm ready. Okay. And so that that's what the that's what it looked like to me. I just wanted to make sure I had a really good plan. Want to make sure I had the blessing uh, of, you know, the folks that I was working with at, at the time with, with the demo day work uh, that they were in support of what we're doing. And, and what ended up happening is, um, you know, not only was Dan supportive, but he decided to be one of the investors in, in into the, the company. Like I, I 
told him what we were building. He was like, all right, I really like this. Like, I, I'll be one of your your investors if you have me. And so um, Dan decided to invest and I had some other people invest as well that I kind of ran the idea by before I even told Dan about it. And was like, this is cool. You know, I would, I would invest in this kind of a deal. So um, that that's ended up, yeah, that's how that transition ended up happening. So I'm talking about you. I'm getting pumped right now. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> so uh, I want to ask you a question. When you were um, now that because uh, when you were working on the oil change business, I saw like you saw something, yeah. you saw a problem, and you you put a solution to it. Yeah. When you were working on um, when you're on plane site and you're around entrepreneurs and just in that uh, environment. Is how did that affect your way of thinking on this next business? Like, because I'm sure there's positive aspects. Like, no, I'm around people. I can bounce off all folks. But does it now when you gain more knowledge and you see more things happening? Yeah. Did you see yourself? I don't know, overthinking things or overanalyzing things because you're now you're so close to other businesses. You're seeing things work. You're seeing stuff not work. You're, yeah. You know, you're around new experiences. Did it change the way you started a business? Um, I, I'm just curious because I feel like when I'm around other people who do start businesses and I see things work and I see things not work, artists learn more stuff. Yeah. Now my head just has more stuff in it. You know, <laughs> I feel like the, the stuff I'm more successful at is when I just do it and I don't like, you know, I don't, I try to blend out. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Now that you're in that environment, you're seeing all this information, all this stuff, all these connections. Yeah. Is everything the same? Nope. I'm going to start this out. Here's the plan. Let's hit it. Or did you, did it change the way you approach? It definitely made me change my my approach with some things, and I, I think more, not necessarily even from like okay, this is the the problem, and this is how I want to solve the problem. Where I think that kind of has stayed consistent through through the time, and and I knew that there would be some iterations and some things we would need to add and change, and some you know things that we would need to change about the business model that we just you know more so figured out through customer discovery and those types of things. But to go back and answer your question around like what things did change, I think just how to be an entrepreneur, right? And like how to approach business definitely changed. I started seeing some of the processes that other entrepreneurs had in place. I started seeing some of the products that other entrepreneurs were using to make their business run more effectively and efficiently. I started picking up on some of the uh, best practices that other entrepreneurs were using on a day-to-day basis. Um, to to keep everything, you know, consistent with the different tools that they may be using. Because I mean, on any different day, man, I may be using Notion, I may be using Slack, I may be using Outlook and all of that type of stuff. Uh, even from just putting business, um, like like when we're getting ready to hire our, our first employees, or I went to another founder to ask them to, you know, give me their business job description for, you know, the um, de- developers that they were hiring. So I think I just learned a lot of operational, tactical practical things from from uh, being around entrepreneurs that, that definitely allowed me to avoid some pitfalls for sure and just do things in a more consistent way without having to, to go back. And I'm still learning. Like, that's the crazy thing about it is like the more I talk to entrepreneurs on a regular basis, the more I learn about like, oh, I could I could be doing things differently if I just, you know, do this and I'll actually be more successful. And, and, and you'd, you'd be surprised when Usually it's just like small tweaks, right? Usually it's not like I need to change everything, yeah. I need to throw everything away and, and start over. You was like, no, no, if you just change that thing right there and start doing that differently, you know, everything will open up for you. You know, it's hard for you to see that um, without actually being around 
uh, like-minded people who are who are doing things similar to you, or 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 at least you know just entrepreneurial-minded people. Ah, so, okay, good. So nice. It's good seeing this, man. I, I love just kind of seeing. And this is why I started this podcast. I feel like a lot of the times stories are so magical. You know, it's like Mark Zuckerberg. He was just down in his luck, and he just his last line of code was remember, you're like, all right, <laughs> like all you, this guy had no money left, and someone called the last. You're like, all right, I like just hearing about stories. People are like, no, I assess, I analyze, I create something, and I just went through it step by step. It's just good to see that every once in a while. I've never been to Detroit. How do you like Detroit? I love Detroit. I think the thing I love most about Detroit is the people, man. It's yeah. just very authentic, um, hardworking, um, innovative people. Um, you know, Detroit was once one of the greatest cities in, in the country and thriving from an economic standpoint, right? They went from like, what was I think like 1.2 million people in the city um, to down to now, I think it's like 600,000. And, you know, the auto industry and, and politics and all of that kind of stuff kind of got in the way and some other things. But um, as far as just like my appreciation and love for the city, man, it's great. I, I love the people that that are here. Uh, I don't necessarily like the winners. That's here. The innovation and the creativity that that's in the D, man, is nothing like it. Yeah, the, the people, Detroit folks are pretty. They're they're real. Like the, it's all the earth. Like I remember. So they're not. You know, they're <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah to their city and you know you appreciate that yeah they're real i remember uh we'd go to vikings games and lions fans would show up this is the year they were 0 16 and they were just all about their team but they were so chill like we're just hanging out with strangers for hours yeah. you know and they, they were just they're the coolest folks um so you're still in detroit are you um when you start focusing on on playing site is it just you did you have like uh contractors or, or any partners that you're working with when you when you officially left uh, I, I had a few colleagues that I reached out to to say, yo, I want you to come work on this thing with me. or I want you to think about working on this thing with me. And I ran the idea by them. Um, and I, I tried to find folks to surround myself with that offset my weaknesses. Right. So I'm very or I try to be, um, you know, very self-aware of, of both my strengths and weaknesses. And um, then went out to try to find some folks that I feel like could really offset those weaknesses and, and ask them to join the squad with me. So. Um, I, I started that alone at first, and and then you know slowly but surely I started to add more and more people to to the team and, and build a little small team so that we can get the thing going. Cool. So let let let's let, let's just talk about the business, Alex. What what is the business name, that tagline or mission? Let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah. So plain sight, uh, we make it easy for you to find the connections that you're looking to make uh, at places like events co-working spaces and travel spaces. Um, and so that's what we do. Pretty, pretty simple. Everybody's looking to grow their network and they're looking to uh, make the right connections and meet the right people. And we use data and technology to be able to help you do that. Uh, and we used to only do it in person at places like events. So like you would see an event, you would see who's going to that event. You check into that event, you you know match up with the people that, that are there. Um, but, you know, once the pandemic hit and there were no events and, and there were no physical spaces for co-working spaces, travel space for people to go to. I mean, like a month before the pandemic hit, we secured a partnership with Delta for every Delta Skyline to be listed on the app. Yeah. And then Delta closed all of their lounges March 2020, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit. And so, uh, you know, we've gone through a number of ups and downs with, with the business and trying to figure out how to provide people value virtually, you know, even if they aren't in the same physical space. But 
really excited to know that physical spaces are, are having a comeback and there's more density that's happening in, in cities within these spaces and things that nature. Events are coming back. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to be on, on that side of things for sure. But that's what we do. Okay, I had a bunch of questions lined up that you keep surprising me. This Delta thing just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> let me, all right, let me reel it in. So, uh, so yeah, we yeah, we had the reason behind this uh, for a while, and you talked to people uh, about uh, you, you were showing the idea, found some investors to aside from building the platform. How did you get? Because this is about connections, so. Uh, were you just walking into spaces or going to places where going to event organizers and going there, or was it physically going out to a place going, okay, I'm going to advertise this service to people who frequent this. So they know who I am. I'm, I'm curious how you got the word out uh, mm-hmm. about Winsight once you, you know, got it going. Yeah. So at first it was just very grassroots, like using the relationships that I had, using events that I saw, using co-working spaces that I was familiar with and just, going to those spaces and saying, yo, I'll, I'll buy your, your, your co-working members pizza or and tacos or whatever for lunch if they'll test out my product. Right. And give me feedback on it. And, and I want you to give me feedback on it too. And so in the early days, it was just a lot of that, a lot of testing, a lot of iteration, a lot of just getting into the hands of people and, and get feedback on it so that you can figure out what you need to do differently um, mm-hmm. and, and really test your assumptions. And so it was very, very grassroots in the beginning. Um, and then once we kind of figured out what we wanted to do, um, and we launched October, 2019. So we launched five months before the start of the pandemic. Okay. Um, and so that more so looked like, all right, well, you know, let's join a few groups and let's, uh, you know, get, get the word out a little bit more organically. So going to events and things of that nature to, to put this into the hands of, of people and, and still using those events and spaces, kind of like our distribution for, for getting the word out. Uh, and then when the pandemic hit, everything changed, right? So we had to just completely shift our model to trying to find virtual communities um, that maybe we would create for those people to be able to check in. Um, but I think the most exciting thing uh, for us is not only that in-person events are coming back, but we have the ability to have uh, events that are um, in-person use us for both online registration as well as the experience for the connections. Right. And so it used to be like, yeah, like a event partner may say, all right, I'm going to list this on Eventbrite and then I'm going to tell all my folks to download the app and check into my event. Well, now it's just like a one stop shop. Right. Everybody will register on the plain site app online for an event that they see. Um, and then right then and there they can download the app and, and see who else is registered for that event and check in and make the connections. And so that's kind of how we've shifted and evolved with the business model and with the approach, um, you know, since uh, October, 2019. Nice, man. It's good to see that come back. It's a, uh, it's needed. Uh, I work in sales slash account management, uh, outside of doing this and it, w- with this, I have to just meet people all the time. This is like, I'm consistently talking and while I'll do it virtually, uh, I am not good virtual virtual. Joel is like half of real life. Joel. We'll send our users these like daily matches for people to, you know, that's in the plain side community for them to take a look at and connect with virtually and send them a message or follow them. And that's cool. And we'll always continue to do that. But our, our strength and bread and butter is really going to be around in person. And one of the things that we're doing right now for marketing is we're signing up these ambassadors, right? So if you are uh, a plain site ambassador, that means that you will be paid every time somebody checks in at an event that you host or plan. And so just putting the money back into the hands of 
uh, creatives who are event planners and event hosts and things of that nature and allowing them to uh, reap some benefits from them using our platform, a platform that they would likely use anyway for, for their attendees and for their registration. Uh, we want to work with them and we, we know that it's hard, you know, doing that type of business. And so, um, you know, making it easy for everybody is going to be a, a good thing for us. So we, we're still pretty much grassroots with it, man. Like, like we like to touch people. We like to go to where the people are to be able to get the word out about what we're doing. How, how big is the team now? Uh, it's five of us right now. Five of y'all. Cool. Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, my technical founder, we've got one developer on, on, on the team and then my other two co-founders are, are on the squad as well. Nice, man. It's good. It's good to see you making uh, doing this. Uh, I was a non-technical founder as well. And my my uh, <laughs> where I hit the wall at was just not knowing what tech was and was not needed. And then just I think it was a gold rush at that point. So this was like 2014. So pretty much everyone was like, you know, we're trying to be the social network. Right. It was like, yeah, let's just do this. And I think now uh, uh, hopefully now people who aren't technical are realizing there's various ways to do things. I met someone who used no code to create yeah. something. Uh, and then also just what you need to get to, to first get on the market back then. I feel like everyone was trying to make the most amazing, like, yeah, well, this is going to change everything. Instead of just not, nah, let's build something that, that's, that, that serves the purpose and get it out. Um, so you're, you're in Atlanta now, right? Uh, yeah. I, I bounce in between with, with COVID. Yeah. But I spend a lot of my time mostly in, in Atlanta but uh, still have my place in Detroit and, and that kind of thing. So, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I can go back and forth. Did was that for just personal uh, personal living purposes, or was that business yeah, related too? Just just personal to be closer to family, really. Okay, uh, you know, my family's in Chattanooga, Atlanta's like an hour and a half from there. So okay. being able to easily see family whenever I want to and, and that kind of thing has been great. And uh, and rock out uh, with you know friends and loved ones down in Atlanta too. Like that that's just been dope, and so. Um, uh, but, but still have my, my ties here and, and the business is still based in Detroit too. Are there big differences between, uh, growing a base in Detroit and doing stuff? Cause I know COVID came, but do you, is, is it different the way how people interact for events and stuff like that in Atlanta as opposed to in Detroit? I would say so. I think Atlanta's just such a unique place, man. Um, you know, there's so much personality with Atlanta, uh, you know, the entertainment is is very different in Atlanta and the culture is very different in Atlanta. And so, yeah, for sure. I think the, so the networking looks different there too. Right. And then, you know, even DC, DC is a, a city that I'm very much interested in, but they the networking that's going to happen in DC looks very different than the networking that, that happens in, in Atlanta too. Like it's got a, a real um, political vibe to mm. it, it's a corporate vibe to it, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, but but uh, all, all things are, are good. But but I definitely like Atlanta. Um, I like being close to home and uh, the weather, of course. You know, yes. what I mean? so, you know, being, being in the south, you know, you, weather's usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I grew up in the East Coast, so it's like. But I'm I'm getting to a point where it's wearing me down. I'm like, look. And DC's luckily they don't like it'll snow twice. Like I know they've had bad snowstorms in the past, but I've yeah. been here since like 2020. And yeah. it was like it like maybe it snowed twice a dusting, yeah. and it was like cool. I can I can do, I can do this, right? right yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, nice. Yeah, so variety. As long as you got four seasons, I like to have four seasons, right? If it snows a couple times, cool. But uh, yeah, I like I like to see the sun too, and all of that type of stuff. So, so uh, it, it, what is the? I remember you talking about doing stuff that you're passionate about. Yeah. Uh, is the passionate part about this business the fact that you get to bring people together? I think so. And I, I think not only that, just see what happens after those people come together. Like what what things get created, 
um, how people are inspired uh, from meeting new people, right? I mean, we, everybody knows those saying your your network is your net worth. Uh, and if you don't have a built-in network, then, you know, what are you going to do? And, and I really also like, when we were first getting started, a lot of people would come to me and say, you know, I identify as somebody who's introverted. I know the importance of networking, but it's hard to put myself out there. And so having this kind of opt-in tool where I know people are, are, are down to meet new people and I can kind of do it on my own terms is is really helpful. Um, another thing that I really like is we don't use avatar. I mean, we don't use profile pictures. We only use avatars. And we do that to combat unconscious bias and to help with privacy. And so we want people really making those meaningful connections based off of the value that they bring to the table and not necessarily because of like what they look like or what their name is yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of purpose in this work, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time even, even through the dark days. Is it easy now? Like, is there, is there, what is the, now that you're, you've done a few things, what is the thing now that, what things do you want to improve on or opportunities to improve on uh, in terms of that? Yeah, none of this is easy. It's, all, <laughs> uh, it's, it's very, very difficult. But I think what the part that I'm, I'm excited about the most is I learn something new about myself every single day. You know, when you, when you're running a business and you're trying to, you know, it's different from just trying to run a small business, right? Like I was doing with the oil change business. And then now trying to have this tech company that scales and, you know, what's your exit strategy or, you know, are you going public or, you know, how is this all, all going to work? Like what's the end game? Why are you doing this for like meeting these milestones and all of these types of things, everything that's involved with this type of work and, and things that you have to think about. Um, it's different. It's different and it's challenging. Uh, but, but I've accepted that challenge and I've been, proud of myself uh for how i've been able to show up and, and continue to to grow and evolve and compete uh really uh with, with everything that's been going on because i think at the end of the day i'm an athlete and i'm a competitor and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm somebody that, that's showing up every day to win and i think business is one of the most competitive sports that there is if not the most competitive uh and so i, I bring that mentality every day and um you know i'm, I'm having fun but it's hard as shit <laughs> are you at least good at uh uh like time like that's one thing i'm getting better at like i don't burn the midnight oil like i'm not i, I work at a place now where i don't have to i can look at growth stuff for the podcast but i'm not going to sleep at midnight angry i'm like nope if they get done i'm gonna move it what about you yeah my hustle has definitely looked different over the years i, I think that i would just you know, say, all right, I'm just going to work until my eyes close, you know, whatever, and that kind of stuff. Um, but that's not sustainable. You can do that for a little while or whatever, but you should actually get to a point where you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you should actually get to a point where you've got good habits in place um, so that you aren't doing that as well and, and still being effective. And so, you know, everything about me is pretty routine, um, especially when, when it comes to start my days and how I end my nights. Um, and so, like, Start of the day, you know, I'm going to I'm going to basically eat the same breakfast. Uh, I've got my same workout routine uh, that I'm going to do. Um, I'm, you know, my vitamins, all of that kind of stuff um, from the time that I'm going to like plan my day out. Right. My task for the day. It's all very meticulous. And then when I get ready to go to bed, same deal from the reading to the journaling to the meditation to the you know hours that I want to sleep and all of that type of stuff. I try to be very, very calculated uh, um, so that I can, you know, have um, so I can optimize my day. Right. Like yeah. when, you, when you're working like that, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to 
I'm gonna go to bed angry at two o'clock and just like go, 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 go. Now, what time are you getting up? And then what time is your first meeting? And so you gotta try to, you know, build some build some safeguards and some barriers around yourself that you make work work, work inside. Or and, and so that you aren't a victim to the work, you know the, yeah. the the work should work for you, not you having to to be a victim to the work. And and and, and things are gonna come up where you gotta you know crank crank stuff out. That is what it is. Um, but but it shouldn't be on a regular basis that you're doing that. You try to keep a routine. Nice. Well, what uh uh do you have some milestones coming up for like like just or just some one doesn't have to be a lot of things or just a couple of things you want to see Plainsight do by like the end of 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, right now we're at 10,000 users in our community, over 10,000 users in our community. Um, by Q1, we should be triple the size of, of that. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um, and so that's one of my main goals. I don't know how big it's going to get by the end of 2022, but I definitely want to make sure by, by Q1 we hit that uh, our projected goals of, of being triple the size. So so that that's one. Um, and then, you know, South by Southwest, I really want to make a big splash down at South by Southwest. We plan on going down to South by um, March 2020. We didn't get that opportunity. And so really looking forward to to making a, a big splash in, in March of, of next year. And, then, you know, after that, whatever, whatever else happens. But just want to continue to grow the grow the community and, and provide as much value as I possibly can. Nice, man. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to be in your position, who's in your position? Anything about starting a business that you say, look, Listen to this. Um, I think you hinted at it in this with, with time. And I, I think the most important thing that I could get across is manage your time wisely. Uh, have a good understanding of what things you should spend your time on versus what things you shouldn't. Everything seems like an emergency. Everything seems like it has to get done. But if you can really prioritize which things you're going to be able to work, work on, it's going to provide the biggest results and just let go of the small stuff, the little annoying stuff, or, you know, that, that, that color on the website that just, just bugging you because it's not short shaped the right way or whatever. Don't worry about that. Like nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like don't spend four hours working on that. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the biggest advice I can get, especially if you're somebody who's moonlighting, right. And you, and you're working during the day, you're trying to work on your side hustle at nighttime and in the weekends and that kind of stuff. Time is your friend. It's the only friend you got. And so you, you got to manage your, your time as effective as possible. So um, I, I would say that that's the advice that I, that I would give somebody is just have a good understanding of the things that you should address and the things that that can wait. Yeah. Wise words. This is this is a pleasure, man. I, man, I, I'm, I'm out here talking to the real deal right here, man. You got, <laughs> yo, you got me going. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to hear. Uh, I'm so happy to hear uh, about the, the progress you made. You, you follow in this, man. It's it's needed and it's helping. Um, and uh, I, I want to do nothing but wish you success. And we'll be here a step of the way, man. I'm going to be checking in on you, man. I need to see. I better see you on TV, man. We got to change the for you. <laughs> Man, I, I I appreciate it. Any any uh anybody I can get on on my side and in my corner, I, I'll take it because uh entrepreneurship is a is a lonely game. It can be a lonely game sometimes, and so uh thank you for 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 being a friend and ally. Thank you for allowing me to come onto your platform and and have a have a meaningful conversation. And um yeah, man, I invite me up. I, I'll come back again anytime. You got it. Uh, before uh, actually, at this time. How, where can people find you? How, how can people support? Where can people download? Oh, thanks. Yeah. 
Yeah, just go to go to plainsight.app and, and that's spelled P-L-A-I-N-S-I-G-H-T dot app. On there, you'll be able to read what we're all about. You'll be able to see the button to download the app, um, search the app in the app store. It's first thing that pops up. Um, and we're looking for ambassadors. Um, so if you're interested in being a paid Plainsight ambassador, especially if you do events or if you plan events, um, click the partnerships page, um, partnerships link on our page. Um, and that there'll be information about, about the our ambassador program there. But, um, yeah, that's it. Um, and James, I, I really appreciate it. And we mean it. If, uh, a lot of people say this, but seriously, if you're ever in DC, you ever need anything, let me know. Moolires Club has interviewed a good amount of people from entrepreneur side, DC side, corporate side, working at large companies, small companies. So reach out if you ever need a connection. And I am not the, uh, I, I hate, I, I hate, uh, the whole paid connection thing. I always, I think yeah. that's bullshit. I'm like, look, yeah. if like, two people need to meet and I'm the person in the way, let them meet whatever they build. They need to be like, exactly. So if there's anyone I can introduce you to, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Uh, but yeah, everyone, uh, thank you again for tuning in. Moonlighters club. Our podcasts are always in the same spot. Um, we're glad to have James. We're glad to have you listen and we'll see you all next time. Peace.